Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki, and you're joining me in the C-Space studio from CES 2020 alongside Alicia Tillman, the global CMO of SAP. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me today. So we're at the Consumer Electronics Show. I think of SAP as a business brand. So for those watching and everybody at home, just explain what SAP is. Sure. So SAP is the largest enterprise technology company in the world. Um, We have 480,000 customers, 100,000 employees. We operate across 180 countries. And, um, you know, I like to describe SAP as uh, we create technology for companies to help them run at their best. Um, Everything from technology to help support the human resources team, marketing, sales, operations, finance, procurement, accounting, Mm -hmm. um, really is, you know, the, the lifeblood of a company. SAP is there to support all of the operations to help build intelligent enterprises. So as an enterprise brand, uh, what are you up to here at the Consumer Electronics Show? Well, um, you know, you've said consumer a couple times, and you're right. I mean, what does a B2B brand want to do at a consumer-based show? And, you know, I think there's been so much evolution in, in terms of how buying decisions are made in companies today. So there may be still a person who signs a contract for enterprise technology, but the influence into that decision has changed and grown exponentially over the past few years. Um, 77% of the world's transactions touch SAP software in some way. Hmm. So people who are interested in buying or influencing the buying decisions of SAP technology are here. And so that means we need to be here as well. Um, so this week, I mean, it's it's uh, this is my first CES. I've Welcome. Been, yes, thank you. Um, been in the CMO role for two and a half years now, and trying to figure out what's the best way to have SAP show up here when I think about next year. Um, I think being a part of the dialogue and also. One of the things that we're focused tremendously on is delivering technology to help support and enhance the customer experience, which when we're operating and living in an experience economy, that's a big deal. And so how we can think about showing up next year um, to help support the CES experience is something that I'm thinking about. Can you give me an example of how you support that customer experience? Yeah, so um, historically when we think about data that we've had access to, um, for the past 10 years, that's about as long as, as we've had access to the data that we have access to today. It's primarily been operational-based data, data that's derived from the transaction. Mm-hmm. So when you transact with a brand or a product, a company, um, that brings you a certain set of data. And it's often um, you know, shows you how you went through that transaction, shows what feedback was in that transaction. And, and the challenge with that data is you're only providing that data back to companies after a customer has already experienced your brand. And today, it's often too late. There's so many choices that consumers have. So if they're unhappy with one customer experience with a brand, they're okay because they have a lot of other choices that they can go to. We now have this new form of data. It's called experience management data. Um, And this experience data allows you to understand the needs and feelings, wants and needs, desires, opportunities, customers, consumers are trying to solve for before they interact with your product. So instead of having to make the changes to the product post-transaction, being able to get closer 
um, whether it be surveying data or social sentiment information. We take all these data sources together on a single platform to allow companies to begin to shape products that meet your expectations so that we're not trying to change things post-transaction. We're actually shaping it for you in advance so that it's exactly what you want. And are there certain contexts when that can happen even in real time? If it detects that I'm having a bad experience, then something else can happen and come in and save the day for me? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's what companies have the ability to do now. So a lot of times, and you know, we hear this discussion um, often in forums, is we don't have access, we don't have the means, we don't know how to react. And you know, we have countless examples at a company level where... Um, there can be something that happens if you think about your airline experience, and we have lots of airlines that, that use SAP Qualtrics services. Sure. Um, you're flying out somewhere, you have a bad experience, the company understands that, coming back, we can change that experience for you more to your liking. Mm-hmm. So we're moving to this period where real-time changes need to happen, and data and the way companies take action from that they have the ability to do that now, and that's really exciting. Speaking to the global CMO of SAP, Alicia Tillman, I know AI is huge for you. Can you give us a peek into what the AI roadmap looks like as we look into 2020, kind of the things that you're on the cutting edge of almost being able to do and that you might be able to say that you can do next year if we talk again? Yeah, so artificial intelligence, um, you know, it it gives us the ability to really take action with um, incredible amounts of unstructured data sets. Um, to be able to make an experience more efficient, more effective. So I'll give you an example. Um, In our HR product practice, one of the things that is often a challenge when it comes to recruiting candidates for roles is there's a lot of bias in the recruiting process. The way job descriptions are written often um, have a lot of bias. Um, Some would know that, some wouldn't, um, but it does. It's often highly criticized. And the way people write resumes, it reveals certain things about them. And all this is largely unconscious, I imagine. It's unconscious bias, Um, but it exists, and it prevents often the best candidates from getting the roles. We now have this ability by deploying artificial intelligence into the recruiting process. This is just one example. By being able to remove certain keywords, certain ways you're positioning elements about the job Mm. that can create that unconscious bias so that truly the person who should be getting the job gets the job. These are beautiful ways when we think about artificial intelligence and the positive impact it can have on things that really matter to us as human beings, and that's just one of them. So I'm fascinated by how marketers position AI to the broader marketplace because there's so much hype in this space. There's so many ways of thinking about do you personify AI in some way to give people a better understanding of what it means? Do you think of it in human terms? Do you expressly not think of it in human terms? Walk me through some of the decision-making that you make as a marketer when you're looking at trying to position yourself realistically in the midst of all this hype. Well, the first thing that we do is how do consumers feel about AI technology um, in general, and there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety about what it's going to replace. Is it going to take my job away? Um, That's a lot of what we hear, and so we study that first and foremost to really help to inform our positioning. Um, And if you were to take uh, that very bit on anxiety first, one of the things that we're very clear about at SAP, and we're a technology company, we're very clear that technology is not going to ever replace the human being. Um, The beauty of any technology that's created, and that goes with artificial intelligence as well, it has to be informed by the vision of a human being. Um, And so when we think about how to position, that's one of the things that we are always very, very clear about is 
artificial intelligence as one form of modern technology can help augment and support you gaining greater efficiencies. And we all want that. We all want to kind of move away from things that feel too busy for us or are taking away from our ability to be creative or think about new revenue streams for our business, which is really what gets us out of bed in the morning. And if we can think about how can some of these more modern technologies help to replace that aspect of it, Mm -hmm. to make me better as a human and the value that I'm delivering in life or to the company I work for, that's what we focus on in terms of our positioning from a marketing standpoint. And is that a, a kind of principled line in the sand that you're drawing because you think that's important to draw as one of the most influential companies in this space? Or do you think there's something fundamental about technology just based on the technology just physically will not be able to replicate some things that humans do? It's a fabulous question, and I will say it's both. Um, technology does not have emotion. Maybe one day there will be a time and a place where there's going to be a heart and soul in technology, but that is not the role of technology. That's the role of us. I mean, we've got to bring that human empathy. We have to bring that emotion. We have to bring that feeling. We have to instruct. We have to build. We have to execute that piece of technology to be able to make things faster and more efficient for us. Um, That's a reality. Um, And I also think it is the line in the sand that we have to be actively communicating because it's the truth. You have a ton of data about how businesses work. Does that shape the way you think about the role of the CMO generally and kind of where that role is going? Yeah, I mean, look, I think um, there's no better place in the world to work than marketing. Of course, I'm going to say that as a 20-year marketer. Um, I think... If you take advantage of these new forms of data, these new technologies, you can be a leading voice for customers within your organization, and that is an indispensable asset for any company. And so, you know, my call for marketers, especially if the role or your existence is being questioned, look at what you have to take advantage of. When you think of what is at the top or near the top of the agenda of CEOs of any company of any size around the world, it's how do I improve the overall customer experience that my brand delivers? Marketers have a front seat position to be able to inform that by representing the voice of the customer and taking that data and that voice and using it to shape the product and the overall experience. And so... I think it's a beautiful place and a beautiful time for marketers as long as you can see the possibilities and you take advantage of them. Showcasing why Forbes calls you one of the most influential CMOs in the world. I believe you're on that list, right? Yes, I am. Congratulations to that. Thank you. One last question, fill in the blank. 2020 will be the year of? Stop focusing on things that don't matter or aren't going to make a difference. Can't say it any better than that. Alicia (laughs) Tillman, Global CMO, SAP. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network. 